Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series and with Canadian-born New York City-based pianist, composer, and arranger Noah Franch Noland. We talk at length about his new 2023 CD within the stream, marking his seller live debut, taking the listener on a journey with his lyrical compositions and intricately arranged renditions of carefully picked songs from the jazz black American music canon. We cover his life and music, modern living, and the future ahead, along with a lot more. Enjoy this interview. Good to meet you, man. Uh, yeah, you too. Thanks for, you know, uh, reaching out and organizing this. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I really enjoy the album. I've already played it on the program, so it's great to catch up with you with within the stream. But what I would like to do before we get to the album is cover what mm -hmm. we've lived through for the last three and a half years, and it really affected right. the music community quite a bit. How did you survive COVID, and how good does it feel to have an album out now? Yeah, um, well... Uh, let's see. Uh, I I taught online a lot over COVID. Um, I also worked as a I work as a ballet accompanist. That's something that I do. Um, and so I played for ballet online, which was kind of wild. Yeah. Um, so in regards to like the practical aspects of it, it was very much uh, teaching online almost every day um and uh and playing ballet online um and then i basically just i wrote a ton of music um every day i would write and i wrote a lot um and a lot of that music i decided not to put out um be, i wrote like large ensemble music like i i wrote this whole suite for a 12 piece ensemble and um and i don't know i guess you know, you write your music and then once it was time to actually be able to play it with people, it had been a year or I don't know, it had been a while. And I just thought maybe this isn't, you know, I don't know if I feel this anymore. Um, so, but I just wrote a ton. Um, and I, and I, I wrote a lot of music for my friends too, just like colleagues of mine that I played with. I would just write songs specifically for them and I'd send it over to them so they could just play with it. Um, so that was kind of, that was like the, the I'm from Canada. Um, and so, and I was living in Toronto at the time and we had, you know, really significant lockdowns. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of how I, I got through it, you know? Um, yeah. So. Right on. So let me ask you this. What, how did you put this album together? How did you artistically put it together? Right. Um, well, it came up with Corey Weeds. He's the leader, the guy who runs um, Seller Live, the record label that this record is on. Um, and, um, and I played a gig with him. Um, and the topic came up uh, where essentially, you know, this could be possible um, in Canada, there's this organization called Factor, which provides a lot of funding um, for uh, albums. So um, anyways, Factor supported this record. And um, and then it was so and then artistically, uh, how did this record come to be? Um, I wrote a lot of the music. Um, I'd say. Let's see, we recorded January 2022. No, no, no. We recorded January 2023. Um, and uh, I wrote a lot of the music in the fall of 2022. And essentially, I tried to write things that 
had very specific musical ideas that I was interested in, but I was always um, trying to write music that um, could tell a story and just uh, sort of lead people along on a journey. I wanted people to listen to the record and like feel something. Um, so one of my motivations was, you know, um, I was, I was, what was it? Uh, De so Dan Tepfer, a great pianist, he said something along the lines of how, you know, Dostoevsky's books um, are essentially these philosophical books, but told in really great stories, you know, and um, I guess there's a, um, in regards to how I approached the album, I wanted to do something somewhat similar where I'm exploring these interesting musical ideas, um, but I tried to place them in a format um, that are, you know, um, accessible musical stories, if if you want to say it that way. Um, so that was that was kind of the the whole goal of of the record. Um, yeah, yeah, distilling ideas. Absolutely, yeah, makes sense. So. Talk to me a little bit about how this journey into the music and jazz began for you. How, okay, yeah. So, um, well, I started playing piano very young. Um, my, well, my mother, she played, she was playing piano on like the night before I was born. So music was always like very much a part of my life. Um, and there's a lot of musicians in my family. Um and uh, so I started playing piano, I think, when I was five. And I started writing music. I think the first song that I wrote was when I was six years old. I, it was a really bad song. but <laughs> um, and, um, and so uh, how I got into jazz was um, my family moved to Vancouver. And I came across these older musicians who um, did this thing where they would live in New Orleans for the winter and then Vancouver for the summer. And I played in their band um, when they were in Vancouver. I was still in high school um, and I couldn't leave because I had to you know, finish high school. Um, but in the summer, we would busk on the street. And it was, and we had these weekly Sunday concerts in this house that these musicians all lived in. And it was like this intergenerational concert where we started at six and we played three sets every Sunday and um, everybody was invited. And then by the end of the night, it was, you know, younger people and it was more of a party, um, but it was, you know, we played a lot and we gigged a lot. So I, I gigged and I, I learned a lot about performance and um, just, you know, uh, the music uh, when I was a teenager. And um, and then from there, just uh, I guess I moved to Toronto. And anyways, so that's kind of how it started. What was the first live jazz show you saw that blew you away? That's a good question. I remember seeing Wayne Shorter's quartet on my birthday, actually. Um, yeah, so my uh, my birthday uh, happens during Jazz Fest season. At least, yeah, most Jazz Fests happen in the summer. So anyways, um, I saw Wayne Shorter's quartet, and that blew me away. That When I think about the first concert that truly blew me away, that might be it. You know, that yeah. was incredible. Seeing him you know and um you know seeing him just 
I guess, orchestrate the music and lead the band in such an organic fashion. And just hearing that band was just absolutely incredible. So have you seen that yeah. special on Amazon about him? Actually, I haven't. No, oh, I, yeah. I'm not. A, yeah, I should check that out. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, for mm. sure. So let me ask you this. Of all the facets that go into being a musician, from live shows to recordings to educating, what do you mm -hmm. like the best? What do you look forward to the most every day about it? Um, I love I love writing, uh, and I love making music on the bandstand. Um, I think it's a little hard to to pick one um, because I think that uh, like we need. Um, you know, we need a substantial amount of, I guess, activities in, in our life. And uh, it, at least I do in order to feel just, you know, um, uh, feel like I, I'm sort of doing something good within my life. So community, you know, education and community, that is part of my, that is part of my life. And I feel very passionate about it. I teach a lot. Um, uh, and, um, and I've, you know, I've, I guess I've kind of mentored a few young people now, like, you know, teenagers, I, I care about, you know, young musicians who are sort of coming up. Um, so, but it's hard for me to place to, to have an answer as to one, I love to write, it's something that I do every day, I love to practice. It's also something that I do every day, I love to perform. Uh, and by performing, I specifically mean just like making music with people together, whether, you know, whether that is with a larger band um, or uh, playing solo piano and just feeling the room. I love that as well. So I, I guess I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> well, let's hone in on something more specific here. Why do you yeah. love jazz? Why do I love jazz? Um, I love the energy and I love um I guess the freedom of expression within it. Um, uh, I love uh, the, you know, the message behind it, um, the history. Um, so I guess really what it boils down is to just, um, yeah, there's a feeling there, you know, there's, there's a feeling there that I really love um, and that I believe in. So Wayne yeah. would be considered a dream show for a lot of people, but if you could go back in time and see another show that's be in any era, anywhere, a dream show, where would you go? Who would you love to see live? Hmm. I um, I wonder how many people uh, answer, give you this answer, but I would really, really love to be at Minton's uh, when Bird was playing there yeah. with Bud Powell and Max Roach and um and um charles mingus you know um i i would love i felt you know as all of us do i fell in love with the music of charlie parker um and i study it you know i, I i'll probably study it for the rest of my life um and um there's just this magical energy in that music and i think it would be uh, truly a gift to be able to be in that room and hear that band and hear him dizzy you know hear monk so just being in the being there at minton's during the heyday of that that would be really special so that's the first time i've ever heard that it, that incarnation i've mm. heard bird before and the 
the funny thing about this question is, is that I've spent a lot of time on 18th and Vine here in Kansas City. And I think about all of the ghosts and the people that floated through and all of the history. And that's one of the reasons why I asked that question, because mm. I would love to be on 18 and Vine at mm. some point during the heyday, even when it was mm. just a regular night with the Battle of the Bands and the Cats count and all those guys were floating through. It would have been wonderful. Yeah. Um, so everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, fans, students, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Uh, that's a good question. I guess, first of all, I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. <laughs> um, you know, I guess, uh, yeah, let me think about that for a second. Um, musically, ultimately, I'm a composer and a, and a improviser and a pianist. Um, but as an individual, I would like to be somebody who, um, has some kind of, impact within a community. Uh, I'd, I'd like to, moving forward as I, you know, yeah, over the next 10 years, I'd like to grow musically, but also grow from a standpoint of make things happen. Just make sure that more people um, have access to music, you know, especially uh, these are like challenging economic times and I think it might get harder um, and, um, I work for the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra School of Music. Um, and, um, and so, you know, I'd like to just try to make some things happen to make sure that more people have access to music um, and just grow community. You know, I, they're like what, you know, we're sharing this music for the next generation. And I'm, you know, I'm young, uh, I'm 26. Um, so I'm still like one, part of the young generation. Yeah. Um, but there's a bit of an age gap between myself and, you know, 18 year olds now and younger as well. And, and I think, you know, we've got to, we've got to help each other out. So, yeah, for sure. So if anyone wants to pick up the brand new album, learn about live shows, anything about your world, where can they go? Yeah. Uh, Bandcamp would be the best place to grab the record. Um, you can just search up my name on Bandcamp and you can find it there. Um, my next show, uh, I'm playing at Freddy's Bar with a great um, guitarist named Lingya. Um, it's his quartet. Um, that's on. That's in December. Uh, and I'm actually doing, it's not like completely confirmed yet, but I'm playing this duo piano show in October, but the date isn't confirmed yet. But with a great uh, pianist composer named Isil Kim. And um, uh, so that'll be fun. But unfortunately, I don't have the date confirmed for that. Um, but you can check that out. Uh, I also play with Ragaverse, this great band, um, and we're putting out a record soon. Um, so keep, keep an eye out for Ragaverse as well. Yeah. Yes, sir. Noah, this has been great, man. Thank you for opening up. Thank you for your time. Best of yeah. luck with everything. Thank you. Have and a great day. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Noah for his time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.